You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. It's 13.37 and you are still on SAFM. Please feel free to join us and call us in studio 0891-104-207. And of course, being Women's Month, we have to do justice to women's health and access issues. And on this show, we're specifically looking at can South African women feel affirmed and enabled to take uh, decisions about their bodies, but also mental health, reproductive health. What about the crisis centers for post-assault victims? Is the health system responsive enough for women? Now, our guest today is advocate Brenda Mandumise. She's a feminist and she's currently working on the National Strategic Plan for a Gender-Based Violence. And that response we know, um, you know, the, 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 it came about from the presidential summit as a result of the Women's March in 2018. And advocate Brenda Mandumise is on the line with us. Hello, advocate Brenda. Good afternoon, advocate. Good afternoon, Pumela. Good afternoon, Dr. T. How are you? You already want to know how I am? <laughs> yes, please. Actually, I do. I think we all need to know because... <laughs> be, careful. be careful what you ask. <laughs> I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you so much. So we're here. I mean, this is your field of work, um, mm. Dr. Tlaling, and and this is something that we shy away from discussing because if you speak about policy, one would argue, oh, no, the policies are in place, you know. Mm. Um, you were saying earlier that there would be a clinic with the word, you know, youth-friendly or whatever. So if you have to tick a box, one would say, no, 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 all the boxes are ticked. Uh, mm. we've, t- we've ticked all the boxes, but have we really? Exactly. And I think that's the frustration that the women in South Africa showed, um, you know, when they did that march last year and the work that has happened between now and then. Um, what, yeah. what, what's happening? Well, why is there this lethargy towards the urgent issues that affect women? And Ausbrenda, you can let us know from your perspective, what do you think has gone wrong in South Africa the way we are just so lethargic when it comes to the issues that affect women? We, we're almost lethargic on almost everything in this country, right? Mm. We, we think by raising issues, we, we be seen to be anti, right? Mm. Um, and only now that we're beginning to have our voices louder and, and be heard louder, because now we have begun to appreciate that we do have voices and we must use them, despite which political party you belong to. I think what's killing us is, is we, we become politicians before we are women, mm. right? Uh, we want to protect our political parties at all costs um, without addressing the real issues that affect the citizens and, and in particular women, right? Mm. So for a long time we were on this uh, path of excitement, excitement. We're thinking of us, we're thinking what, 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 right? <laughs> uh, and, and not, not appreciating what it really meant to say all these things and allowing and looking the other way when the abuse of women happened in, in our, in our midst, it happened in our families, it happened in our political parties, it happened in our trade unions, and we looked the other way. But, mm-hmm. And we still do, by the way, depending on who is the perpetrator. Mm. Because we, mm. if it's someone that we think we like, mm. we will then uh, pretend that it didn't happen, right? Mm. So that, that, that's exactly that. So the consistency is not there at all, mm. right? We are the first in this country. Depending on who is accused of rape or sexual assault or sexual violation, uh, we look at one, we look at the woman first, right? If it's a 
uh, has got no um, standing in any community. We don't even uh, give a damn, right? She'll see to finish. Mm. Please, the doctor saying we will all rise mm. next way, right? Brenda, I just want to bring in an issue of justice here, right? Because a lot of women do feel that um, they report cases, dockets get missing, court dates keep getting postponed. Is it time to relook at what justice means for women and what, what is reparative justice? Because it clearly, I mean, and research and the statistics show there's less and less convictions for violence and issues related to women. Oh, I think Osborne has dropped off there. Go um, ahead. But, I but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, often we're talking about, uh, you know, what, what is justice? Mm. Who, who must determine what's just for you? Mm. Um, and, mm. and I know the frustration for a lot mm. of us who work in the sector mm. is that, you know, women do, you know, um, on Monday, Tuesday, decide that, listen, uh, I think he got the message and we need to mm. drop the case. And, and at what point does the state, right, looking at the levels of violence, say, actually, when, when you rape someone, when you beat someone, that is a crime against the state. So that individual may want to withdraw the case, but the state... May want it's to not pursue. your choice. It's not your choice because we society, are at that level. As a society, we refuse mm. that we even allow it to happen. It's mm. not actually your... In fact, you can carry on being lovers yeah. while he's in prison. As the state, we have a responsibility exactly. to do something about it. Mm. And and I think the minute we start approaching this whole thing like this, it's it's where we're going to begin also asking families to take responsibility. Because there is that thing. No, 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 no. Let's keep it in the family. No, hey, you're messing. You're mm. messing with our family name, and 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 all these conversations happen because there is this idea that it should be a private matter. There, mm. it's not a private matter. Not at all. And I really do think it should be a crime against the state, and the state should refuse, um, you know, to 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 let go of these cases. But I think. As a response also, we need to really, really look into mental health and wellness mm. um, because for a lot of people to be abused in their intimate partner relationships, it takes a while. You know, there's a certain level of grooming, emotional abuse, psychological abuse that by the time the physical and even the sexual abuse happens, a person has already been um, used to that sort of pattern of abusive behavior. And they may self um, as the victim need other services beyond just policing and a legal response they need a comprehensive response is it only that we've got we've got advocate madumisa back on the line is it only that because for me i think there is also something to be said and somewhere in your book you mention your mother's influence right there is something to be said about the communities we come from mm. so yeah. where affirmation of what is right and what is wrong mm. has to begin at home so if the man for argument's sakes takes and i'm using this word deliberately takes sex or has sex with you in the middle of the night as your husband insisting that's what people do or that's what mm. married couples do and somehow it doesn't feel right with you who do you go to because when you knock at your mother's door or your aunties or your grandmother's they say eh, eh, mm. you know we took yeah, people's so, cows <laughs> and i only i mean i've got a son who's 25 right mm. and I asked the question to him a couple of weeks ago to say, uh, are you having sex? Mm. So he starts to, sh to, to be shy, right? Mm. And he doesn't want to engage. And I said, who has told you what to do with a woman? Who, how, who has told you how to kiss a woman? Who how? has told you how to mm. make love to a woman? Do you, who, who has told you that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The majority of us 
never had that conversation with their parents. So you, it's something that you learn as you go along, right? Mm-hmm. You, so you don't know your body at, at 15. You don't know your body mm-hmm. at 20. You don't know your body at 30. Most of us start, start to understand our bodies at 35. Mm. That's why most of us enjoy sex after 35 because now I know I listen to my body. All along, no one, I'm at 20, I'm getting excited. There's a boy who likes me. I I go along without thinking about a whole lot of other things. I lie flat on my back. I allow someone to take from me, mm. not the other way around, right? Mm. So that's, that's, that's the experience of most of us. As long as we continue to make sex taboo and not spoken freely about mm-hmm. how I feel, what I want, how I want it, we'll continue to have these mm-hmm. challenges. Advocate Brenda, and, I want to... Yeah. I want to bring another, you know, issue to this. For me, is one of structured learning mm. because yeah. we have to start somewhere, mm. right? So schools, right. I could start, I think, because you have a captured audience of young minds mm. um, that right. you can still have a positive impact mm. on. What do we do with teachers that are ill-prepared, right, for the students that they have to, to give this information to? Because we know parents, we're not recipient of comprehensive sexuality education. Neither right. were teachers in their own training. Mm-hmm. And exactly. now you have the added layer of stigma and shame around sex and sexuality. And now we want parents and these very same teachers to give this content to children. And again, I think that's where the cycle mm-hmm. then continues. We know a few years ago with the rape culture question in a grade 11 paper. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. do we, how do we ensure that the the, the, the Department of Basic Education implements that national policy, which right now is just gathering dust um, because of gatekeeping by school governing bodies, Mm. because the parents themselves don't understand the importance because it's about consent. It's about respect for bodies and dignity. And in fact, Advocate, while you're there, Uh I really want you to address, there is something to be said about the kind of leadership you have. And you've just Mm -hmm. mentioned it. You're speaking about teachers and parents. But when I hear a very high standing Mm -hmm. member of parliament leader in my community, saying that the minute you start uh, dispensing condoms, it means you are telling these children that to go and have sex. You've already got a problem. Yeah, It's a perceptual yeah. problem. Mm. Yeah. So it, 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 we have to attack it at all levels, vertical, horizontal, everywhere, right? Because this problem does not affect the few of us as women, right? Because most of the time it's made to be a woman's problem, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a societal issue. The 58.8 million South Africans have a stake in how we read ourselves of norms and practices that subjugate women, right? And that's the work of the NSP. The focus for us is is on prevention. We we want to live in in a violence-free, women-violence-free society where you do not think you are entitled to my body because you are a man, because of your gender, you think you can do as you please with my, with my body, right? That message cannot come from Pamela, cannot come from Dr. T, cannot come from Brenda. It has to come from all of us, the 58.8 million. Let me ask you this, though. Advocate, let me ask you this. Yeah. You make such an interesting point because there has got to be a benefit for leaving the status quo. Mm. So of course. You, you say that we all, but really... Yeah. 
Is it for all of our benefit that the message remains the same? Are there no people who are benefiting from the status quo remaining the same? And until we can benefit, that's correct. So how how do we how do we bring them back in? Because if they continue to benefit, we obviously are speaking to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what you what you tend because most of the time men think that you are taking them. Right. Yeah. So we we say to you, let your gut down. And let's, let's deal with what this is for, and, and, and confront it for what it is, right? Mm. You have had norms and practices that have benefited you for the last 100 to 200 years, right? Mm. Where you, can, you are the only one in the family who can eat uh, proper pieces of chicken. Bon you can only eat syrup. it. Syrup. Syrup. Yeah, syrup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can be given eggs, mm. yeah. Yeah, hey. Mm. You are then told as a young woman, Huri, when you menstruate, our tlamea will in anywhere next to food. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that men decided to put there for their own benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to change that. And the, 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 the way we change it is to bring in the angle of humanity. So when we say we believe in human rights, mm. what what does that mean? Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a human being that must be treated the same way that you want to be treated, right? Mm. Right. Mm. So I want to show you the that how patriarchy has how, how patriarchy has worked for you and it keeps on winning, right? Mm. Because most of the time they, they because it's, it's so ingrained and it's something that they have had for such a long time. They don't even see anything wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we we owe it to ourselves and the many other men who have become enlightened and woke to then start to have these conversations around the practices at churches, at schools, at at the at the workplace, right? And start to bring in because you see the Im- images are very important. Mm-hmm. Children see images. What they see on a daily basis, they see men in positions of authority. Mm. These are the men who are speaking on, on the economy. These are men who speak on climate change. Uh, these are, so this is what they see. They don't see most of us mm. in the public space arguing for things to be different, right? Yep. So at a political level, at, at, at the business level, you need to bring in as many woke women and non-binary uh, uh, people to start to literally unravel this thing, right? Mm-hmm. For what it, it it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Then you start to have uh, champions being the men themselves because now they understand it. That mm-hmm. it's not an attack on them. Because it, it, it's reflecting how mm-hmm. society has been cruel and mean to women for so many years. We're in conversation. practices that you know, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no problem. We're in conversation with advocate Brenda Madumese, who is a feminist and uh, really is, is going to take us through all these conversations around uh, gender and reproductive health rights and justice, along with Dr. Taleng Fukeng. We are all the way until two o'clock is how this conversation is going to unravel. But you're more than willing to give us a call and, you know, add your voice to this, your thoughts on what we've been discussing and many other subjects. So we'll be together until three o'clock. Dr. Taleng is also my co-host here and she's with me until three.
1354 and you are still tuned to say fm please 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 call us at 0891-104-207 and be part of this interesting conversations around the standing of women in south africa and on the line we still have advocate brenda matumise and i know uh, as brenda i've been involved in the national strategic planning right for gender-based yes, violence yeah. i want to know right. from you why is it important for South Africa to have a separate policy document that guides our response to gender-based violence? Because we already have a constitution. We have so many other pieces of legislation. Why now right. and why is this important? It's for, for a number of reasons. But, you know, most civil society for the last five to ten years have been calling out for national strategic plan. So that the response is coordinated, is seamless, and is funded, costed properly so that we can effectively fight the scourge of violence against women, mm-hmm. right? And that's, so if you look at the the, the, the AIDS strategy, right, HIV and AIDS, yes. right? It had to take all the sectors involved in the prevention, care and response and everything to come together and develop a strategic map. Because it's a roadmap what you're doing. You're saying if we want to read our society of HIV and AIDS, we need to marshal all the resources, whether human or, or financial, into one pot and fight it with the same understanding, right? And the same with, with gender-based violence. We have said it's a national crisis. Mm. If it's a national crisis, we have to be clear that knows it correctly, know exactly what are the structural drivers of, of gender-based violence, mm then come up with a, a plan that is going to address it that, that as I said, is touch, it touches on all of us. I think from the same hymn book. I'm going to ask you a question about when we speak about the crisis like you've just spoken of, yeah. often we get to a crisis because something didn't happen initially, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's going to capacitate this particular legislature if we couldn't do the basics with what we had? For a long time, no one held anyone accountable for anything. Got you. All right, let's take yeah. your calls. Stembiso is calling us from Mpumalanga. Hi, Stembiso. Hi, how are you, Panelo, and your guest there? Good, Hello. thank you. Yes. Uh, you see, I think uh, a lot of education needs to be done for parents. I am a young parent, And I also realize that the way we upbring our children it seems like uh, we're giving more the boys power, uh, like they feel like they are controlling the, the girls. So as parents, I think we need to be educated more as to how we must teach our boys that they have to respect the, the girls and also to empower our girls that they are equal with the boys. But, uh, this weekend, I came across a book uh, that book is talking about sex, and then and then and then and 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 and, 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 and it includes children. That it's got a lot of statistics. So I call my 13-year-old uh, daughter and my brother's uh, son and my sister's son. They are 16 and 17 mm. to talk about this. And what I've 
what I found is that they they know more than what we think. Mm. That is so true. Yeah, so, no, and here's the thing about gatekeeping and withholding of information that's happening. Is that yeah. by the time children ask you questions, they've probably already heard it or seen it somewhere, right? And yeah. probably the mm-hmm. wrong information. Exactly. Yeah. So how you react to children's natural inquisitiveness, because it's natural to be inquisitive, mm-hmm. is to not shame or judge or beat them up. Because they're still children who are being beaten mm-hmm. for asking questions mm-hmm. um, you know, around their bodies, around interactions, relationships. And one of the ways is we must stop centering violence as a solution in this country. Yeah. Let's quickly go to Madiba Khojane uh, in Kronstadt. Hello, Madiba. How are you? We're good, man. Go ahead, Madiba. Look, uh, I really have to agree with, with your sentiment what you are saying. We as a society have got the responsibility to protect uh, other people from their self-destruction. And the courts... Uh, have got that uh, responsibility to help the society. But I need to find out if I am at loggerheads or beat my wife or my girlfriend and I lay charges and then later I withdraw, how many cases do the courts or the the police station agree with my withdrawal? Are there how many cases uh, that that, that have been withdrawn and the the state says, okay, this is your responsibility, go and sort it out, rather than them saying, we, we we agree or we do not we do not agree. I just wanted to find out because as a society, like you said, we've got that responsibility uh, to, to 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 assist from the self distractions of other people. Thanks very much, Madiba. Yeah. Look, we we've run out of time. I mean, can you believe it? It's already <laughs> two o'clock. I no. mean, I really want to thank you, Advocate Brenda Madumise. Thank we'll, you. Thank you very, but very I think much. Dr. and yourself must answer that question. Yes, that we will. Been asked around absolutely. the drawal of cases. No, absolutely. We'll we'll continue yeah. with this conversation. Right. I really appreciate thank the time. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much for being with us. So we continue with this conversation. We'll do that after two o'clock. Let's go straight to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in SAFM News.